All right, welcome to Culture Dumps. This is Parks Miller. I am with a special guest, a return guest, Matt B. Davis. Hey. What's up from uh, ATL Podcast? We we went on his podcast, and he was on our podcast, episode Y2K. Which I'm not a fan of at all. He I'm, wasn't a fan of the Y2K. I'm very embarrassed for my episode, but it's okay. Matt is a very multifaceted human being, and the more we get to know him, the more we realize that there was other ways to utilize him on the show. So I actually wanted to talk to you about something else that we might get to talk about uh, your time with Sugar Ray. Right. Feels very on the nose dumpy. But then we were texting and you told me that you said SS really works. And I was like, okay, Matt's a Nazi. And (laughs) this is concerning. But no, you were talking about speed seduction. Correct. Which relates to our pickup artist episode, which I think was one of our densest uh, most researched and kind of one of the darker episodes because we really went into some of the uh, fucked up nuances of where that pickup artist movement went. Yes. So, but I'm very interested to hear this. This is kind of a hybrid type episode, I think, because this would kind of be something that we would do on squirts in terms of our Patreon content where we kind of riff but I'm going to advocate to have this be sort of a main channel You're, show. Advocate nothing. You're half of the fucking. I'm team. half of the. I'm like, well, is it okay with Ryan? <laughs> it's not. It, well, um, listen, this this is this is main feed worthy. A hundred percent. Trust me. By the time we get to the end of this, you will be like, oh, this is main. Feed I think worthy. Matt has a lot of stories. Full full transparency. Uh, basically, Ryan is the research beast. And, uh, you know, I've just been kind of, I need to come up with content and I have doing crazy, well thought out researched outlines has not been really in the wheelhouse at the moment. So we're going to follow up because basically pickup artists, speed seduction, all that stuff. I mean, part of it being a dump is that it had a moment of popularity. So it's only natural that people would have encountered that or incorporated it into their lives. So, I mean, you had a good idea just a second ago about like, we should inter- let's interview someone who's a, was a beanie baby fanatic, you know, who owned and, a store. Yeah, and so it kind of ties into, you know, we're doing the research, but this is going to sort of hopefully tie into the, you know, the real world implication or application or ramification of of said subject. And what a juicy subject, right? Speed seduction, uh, controversial, just kind of by nature. And we also did a good job of. I don't really know what you're about to tell me. <laughs> so I, I like that too. Um, so maybe should we start with you you listening to the episode and kind of saying like, I really wanted to be on there? So I, I think you have to back up because or should, yeah, should we just get to your history with yeah, it? Yeah, so, so, let's, so let's set the table of 1997, okay? And that is that the there's no such thing as um what did you call it what's the other word for it not speed seduction pickup artist right that's yeah. not a thing pua that's not the, that's the not a thing mm-hmm. um uh that's not a thing yet and and the internet certainly exists but not like it does now and social media definitely does not exist mm-hmm. so i'm 20 in 1997 okay, okay? and my friends and i Spoiler alert, uh, like to try to go out and get laid now. Right. So you, so wait, sorry, how old were you said? So 25, 25. 19- okay. So at, at this point, uh, 
pretty much most people in the early 20s and even beyond, you know, I mean, going out, getting laid. I mean, most places, most cities have a bar scene uh, and that is that's what happens. Correct. Know? People be drinking, trying to get laid. This is right. Common. So, correct. So I have to tell you that in my 20s, going out and doing that a lot, I I for a long time, I did think like uh, pre speed seduction or anything, just like, oh, well, I must have something going on because I can go out and get laid. But then it's like you get a little bit older. You're like, wait a minute. I'm going to this bar to get drunk and meet someone. And so is everyone else there. Right. You are bound to find someone that probably wants to hook up with you. Not everybody. Someone's just there as the sober friend or, but I'm mm -hmm. saying like, you're not for guys that are listening to this. You're not as cool as you think. Like you're, you're going to the place where that's supposed to happen. Right. When you go to like Flanagan's Irish pub at your college town, I mean, that's where people are trying to Correct. drunkenly hook have up. sex, right. hook up. Um, I remember in Atlanta, Mo's and Joe's. Oh boy. Ooh, that place um, seemed like kind of that it served that purpose as I was graduating from high school and as people may or may not have even been old enough to drink. I don't know what the hell is going on there, but that place seemed to be like, a, oh, like now that we're graduating from partying in church parking lots, uh, we want to we're still trying to get drunk and have sex, but we're not right. doing it at our parents parties. Right. Like our parents went out of town. We're going to bars and Mo's and Joe's just seemed like this is a place where young people are doing that kind of shit. Right. So I was in Boston at the time. Boston. And, and um, my friends and I like that's what we did. OK. Went to concerts, went to whatever. Go to a party. Let's try to get laid. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So. This guy that we know is like, hey. <laughs> and sorry, let's back up. First off, we're it's funny because we're already kind of defensive, like No, you are. You're being defensive about it. It's okay to go out and get laid. I'm Yeah, I, yeah, no, no. You you approach me saying like this shit works. You know, and I'm here that's what I want to know about. Um sorry, I just wanted to clarify Did you say before you tried speech seduction, did you feel like you were a pretty successful individual at getting Right. So laid? we so this is one of the things we talked about is about like the idea of confidence. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to say, like, I'm sure we're going to go all over, but I, I want to say that the idea, the idea of getting no's, like that whole concept of like, I think what that show did, I honestly never saw the show of like, oh, getting no's, like getting a rejection. I right. thought you have some like crazy euphemism, <laughs> getting some no's. Get some no's tonight, bro. <laughs> I was like. Sticking your no anyway, maybe okay. some ear is 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 not a bad concept. It's the same thing with sales, right? Like sales, if you go out, if you basketball. No, I'm being completely serious. Basketball. You, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. There you go. Said shoot your said, shot. Said Wayne Gretzky. Said Michael Scott. Exactly. Said uh, so this concept Bill of Jackson. like taking the nerdy guy and saying, look, you think women are the most terrifying thing in the world? Just go out and ask the prettiest girl and just like see what happens. And then it's like, oh, I didn't die. She just yeah. said no. Like, mm -hmm. so the, the, I, I guess my overall sort of like apology for it is that if used like it, that going out to to try to meet women in a in a in a like going out just for the sheer like, hey, just go ask 100 women. I just there's I don't think there's anything wrong with that and probably could build yourself confidence. And it's just, it is the same thing when you're a car salesman. They're like, just go get all the no's in the world. Then you're closer to a yes, blah, blah, blah. The 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 
we I feel like I got out of it like pre-toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. Like again, like before the whole TV show even happened. Mm -hmm. So I guess let me just get into it, okay? Yeah. So this guy that we know is like, hey, I've heard of this thing. It's called speed seduction. Something about getting laid, blah, blah, blah. My friend's gonna be talking about it, let's go. We mm -hmm. met inside. So you went to a seminar. Well, that's the thing, it wasn't a seminar. Okay. It, was, it was like, it was like, he like rented out or like he worked at, it might've been Harvard, like one of the schools in Boston and like he rented out a little classroom. We all went there at night and he broke down this basic thing called speed seduction, which what I will tell you what I remember is this basic concept of NLP, right? Neuro-linguistic programming, which Tony Robbins has been talking about forever, which a million people have talked about forever mm -hmm. in confidence building, in sales, in whatever. And it's this basic concept of like, you're gonna talk to the language that speaks to them instead of just your own like bullshit, right? Like right, that, instead of your own desire, it's like trying to use language that would maybe entice the person in a sale or in a right. date or a phone number or having sex. Right, and I think it's or about- Or getting a job, I mean, or you getting know, a, job. a job interview. And it's about, um, what we used to say is like, we only use our powers for good. Mm. <laughs> yeah. uh, what you've learned, right? No, I'm saying like that even early on, I remember mm. saying like, mm. you could be fucked up with this if you wanted to be, right. but like here's, so I think- And that's where, and that's where, and that's kind of where the episode, and obviously from a culture dumps perspective, once we found all these incredibly dark, negative parts of the human psyche, obviously we want to include all that because that is kind of tied into it. Um, so when you're saying speed seduction and NLP neuro linguistic programming that and also because we're talking pre mystery I'm trying in my head I I feel like that relates to Ross Jeffries right Yes that's he was a, kind that, 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 of the yes. the pre mystery the guy had gone the, to a Ross Jeffries seminar okay. that that's yes. what it actually so, was So Ross Jeffries if y'all remember is kind of the the godfather of modern pickup artist speed seduction he he was doing it i think as early as the late 80s right but we're and hearing he about a, it, we're hearing about it in the mid 90s because he started blowing up and so he is also you're talking 97 he was a partial inspiration for the movie magnolia tom cruise's Correct. character that yeah. character so he so he kind of had check the cock yeah he kind of had like his a big cultural you know moment pre-mystery so it's almost like two dot like him and Magnolia to sort of the mystery TV show and then Neil Strauss the game is kind of the three big sort of big mainstream dump moments of it. it, it exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so Ross so Jeffries, just, yeah. I, I see I already forgot. So Ross Jeffries was the guy and it's funny because like Tom Cruise in the movie is like certainly a lot cooler than Ross Jeffries. Ross Jeffries is like a nerdy looking dude. Like, right. Like and I kind of kind of like tall and awkward if I remember. He's very, he's very awkward. I was watching some videos this morning to kind of like refresh myself. I should to refresh myself. Um, and I guess, and he speaks like a very technical jargon, but he also says stuff like, moist pink release uh in the middle of his like very kind of technical jargon um he also has to he throws in a lot of like dick jokes but also again i didn't take the course i found an interview of jeffrey's commenting on tom cruise being like tom cruise portrayed me as like the person i want to be and i think that part of the jeffrey's appeal is that he doesn't look like this typical 
handsome Greek god confident guy. And so then that's where the appeal is like, I'm a normal guy and I can like one of his books is I think like how to get beautiful women in bed or something. It's a very long title, but that was like one of his best sellers. Like right. how to attract beautiful women and get them into bed. And then it's like him very, he looks kind of like a, yeah, like a professor, not, no, not knocking professors, right. you know, but has that kind of vibe bookish vibe. Right. So this whole concept of, and there's a word, you, I should have watched the video to remind myself, there's a word like scenarios or like there's a thing that you say to like the, the, the NLP thing. So another way to say it, by the way, is like how most of us learn it is this concept of like the love language, right? Yes. So I'll give you a great real world example, okay? okay. I am super affectionate, right? Mm -hmm. I'm big on touch and hugs and all that stuff. Right. My wife is not. Okay. Early in our relationship, right, because she didn't touch me as much as I wanted to be, and because she didn't say as, I love you as much as I did, I thought there was something wrong, right? Mm. And as we've learned now, it's pretty common, the whole love language's concept is like, like, yeah, that's gonna like fuck things up because you're, you're, you're both tr having a different wavelength. Right. So then like, um, it kind of occurred to me like, oh, when I come home after like a late night, like I was doing stand up in LA at like 11 o'clock, she would like be like, hey, let me like make you some dinner, right? Right. And it's like, that's love, right? Yes. Like that's, that's. Yeah, that's very sweet. But, but so even nowadays, it's like, people tell you all the time in relationships, like don't, don't do what works for you, do what works for them, right? Yeah, and so, then if both people know what right. the other person, their partner's love language is, then that would that's ideally, amazing. That's know, amazing. make for a good relationship. And so this concept with the, with the speed seduction was like, most guys are dumb, and they're like, hey, here's all this impressive shit I did, and none of that, and it's fact-based, and it's like blah, 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 and it's like nothing about that is exciting to a woman. It's the 90s, it could be very like business-oriented, Whatever it is, just just know. here's me. Here's me, like, all these wonderful things I've done. Let me brag about myself. Right, and, and that's it, not that's not interesting to a woman, that's not appealing to a woman. It's so like, like, do you care, like, what about me? Like, do you, are you into me, or are you just trying to get your dick wet? Well, it's just like, it's like, it, it's just, that was one of the concepts of like, don't do that. Speak her language, essentially, right? Yes. So these, what I forget what the word is. Is it frame? So I, so I frame I, is a thing. I'm I'm looking up a. I'm on gameglobal.net, and I'm at the. I'm There's on the, something the game called. In game, if you recall from the episode, game is sort of just the umbrella term for kind of getting into this world where you're like. You know, I mean, even the phrase, like, I feel like the phrase, like, oh, he's got game kind of transcended pickup artist stuff, where it's like, oh, that dude's got a lot of game. Right. But it, I feel like it kind of came from pickup. I mean, I don't It could have also come from rap culture, but it's just like, well, the, playing, movie, he, the movie He Got Game came out in, like, I forget what year. But again, remember. But I'm on game glossary. But remember, so like, the game down. doesn't exist yet. Like, that book doesn't exist. There's a yeah. book called The Game. That book doesn't yeah. exist yet. There's no internet. I mean, there's internet, but basically because you're sending emails back and forth to each other at work yes. and to look up. I don't know what Wikipedia, I don't think even existed yet. Like Amazon did. It but, was like encyclopedias. Right. Like, yeah. So, so this whole concept, like there's no fucking incel. There's no any of that stuff. Right, right. Right. So we're just trying to get laid using these. I forget what the word is. Right. And here's, here's the part that's, that's like, you go up to a woman and is you're like, sarging? it's not sarging. <laughs> I know he says sarging. It's <laughs> like, it's like, Hey, have you ever been blah, blah, blah? And they're like, what's that? And then you, or like, have you ever done this? And then they start talking and then you use these keywords that get them in a certain mood or remind them mm -hmm. of something. 
Um, yeah, I forget what it's called. But here's how. This is the part. How many courses did you take? I never. It was like, again. I never paid for it. These guys. But your friend. My was, friend did one. Was taught us like, taught us the basics. Was he like a? So did he get like certified? No. <laughs> he, he taught us one course. Right. Okay. The next time we got together in a in a was like in someone's apartment. We did kind of a second part. And then we started listening to the tapes, I think. Again, there's no internet. Yeah. So I think we all like like shared the tapes. You mm -hmm. drove around your car, listened to the tapes. So yeah. funny. Like imagine driving around in the fucking Boston in the late 90s, like freezing my ass off listening to these tapes. Um, but then we would go to parties yes. and like, let's try it out. And I try literally remember doing this, going mm -hmm. to a party, right? All of us scattering around. Yeah. And then we meet like like an hour later, we'd meet and be like, okay, I tried this. What did you try? I tried this. This worked really well. This didn't, blah, blah, blah. And and the thing that he said that Ross Jeffries would say is like, listen, you don't want them to be drunk. Like it's not about just getting loaded and bringing some girl home. Like she, it, it doesn't work as well if she's drunk. You want to have real intelligent conversation. So mm -hmm. it's better to like go on an actual date and like sit down with someone. And here's, I'm telling you, this story I'm about to tell you is the one that, that cements it okay this is the success story. well i had a few successes okay okay but i can tell you this one yeah there's this <laughs> we should look it up i should read it to you now by the way anybody listening and who's gonna like look these things up and read them and say how could that ever possibly work just here comes the thing so i meet this woman okay. she's at my office and i do this thing with her it was like a roller coaster thing oh states is a thing you want to get them in a certain state right <laughs> yeah there's a lot of terminology right <laughs> but there was this there was this roller coaster scenario i think it's called scenarios okay all right you have to stop looking because this is very important this, I'm listening. Is, this is the I'm key listening. to the whole thing i'm listening okay. you're not listening he's looking at his phone i'm looking he's at very... game glossary <laughs> stop, looking. stop looking okay tell me tell me your story so i did this with her on a date i was like hey have you ever been on a roller coaster? And I told this roller coaster, whatever it was, scenario, story, whatever. Okay, and what was it? A tr what was the story? It, it's something about going up and down and through. St Again, you have to do it. It's like it's like it's like trying to it's like trying to teach you a magic trick. Essentially, it's like it, you, have to, you have to read I, it. I will say it feels a lot like magic. But what, let me tell is you, is it a true story? Of course, no, no, no. It's not. It's not. I was on a roller coaster. It's here's this roller. You just have to let me finish this goddamn story. All right, all right, all right. All right. We date. We go out a few times. You know, we have sex a few times. It's like a month later and she's like, I don't know if I want to keep dating you. And I was like, okay. She's like, I don't know anything about you. You've never told me anything except something about roller coasters. <laughs> this was yeah. a month later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is a month later. Yeah. This two minute mm -hmm. story. Right. That, and I was like, oh my God, mm -hmm. like this works. So whatever you want to say, mm -hmm. like. I don't even think I could do it justice, but like when she said that, I was like, oh my God, like mm -hmm. that was one thing I said in a hundred conversations a yes. month ago. Yes. So the shit definitely, again, neuralistic programming, look it up. It works. Right. So, yeah. so here comes the part about okay. using your powers for good. I do want to say something about that, but yes, using the we, powers for We good. continue to do this stuff and then we kind of realize like this is kind of creepy it's a little, it's, it's kind of creepy and let's maybe kind of not, we didn't really have the conversation. We just kind of stopped doing it. Mm -hmm. Now flash forward to like two years later, I'm in, I'm in Los Angeles and my friend was meeting me, uh, who all three of us were, one of us lived in Boston still. The other one lived in LA. We all met to like go out for the night and I was far away from this stuff now. Right. But the, my one friend. I won't say his name. Mm -hmm. um, he was, he's still in it. He was still deep. Well, in it. he's gone on to do this other stuff, which I'll, which we'll get to. Okay. But he's like, this guy is coming that does that stuff. 
okay. and it was fucking mystery, right? Oh, and I shit. was like, who the fuck? Like, these like painted nails and a stupid hat. Yeah. And like, I just, I was like, okay, I'm glad I got away from this. So you like, met mystery. But that, he wasn't mystery yet. He was just mystery. You know what I mean? He was just a mystery. Right? He <laughs> yeah, was just this guy. He had a, he had a birth name that wasn't mystery. Super fucking creepy guy. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm not going out. And he yeah. was like using his shit. Like while we were just like, you know, like the, the pre-party, like yeah. you get together before you go out. Yeah. We're just at a restaurant. He's trying it on every girl and doing his thing. And I'm like, this yeah. is really gross. Right. And then you start reading about the game and like, what's his name's book came out. Neil Strauss. No, the, um, who is that? The Neil the, Strauss, right? The, he wrote the Motley Crue book. He wrote the, the game book. They, no, they only serve beer oh. in hell. Oh, Tucker, Max. Tucker, Tucker becomes <laughs> a, th- Tucker becomes a yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And Tucker's thing is just, I think what like a lot of guys do. And that's just like, kind of acts like a dick and yeah be like inc- it's kind of takes this it feels like it took the p- pickup artist but then like no just be as rude as you possibly can kind of this like women go for the asshole right you know which again then i feel like when you map it then that's where you sort of almost get the inklings of this incel because then that seed is planted and then there's this whole nice guy phenomenon of like i'm the nice guy and women are always just going for I think, the asshole i think the name of the book was wasn't the book called nice guys don't get laid i think that was the name of his book he probably wrote multiple books i know he wrote they only serve beer in hell no no the other guy the the what's his name ross jeffries i think wrote a book called nice oh, guys don't get laid yes. and i'm almost positive i read that book yeah i remember there was a green day song called nice guys finish last <laughs> and so it was kind of this like big shitty on the nice guy so then the nice guy kind of got like became the weird underdog um and then that's kind of actually what we were talking about in our episode catcher in the rye is like holden caulfield is kind of like the proto nice guy even though he's actually kind of a dick, as we learned when we revisited. So there's a lot going on. I kind of want to back up here because you just you brought a lot. I my take on your Boston story is interesting because we're talking about this neuro linguistic programming, which basically involves like sort of saying things to kind of, in a way, you could say manipulate people. Correct. Um, because basically people do respond, like people have responses and they're, you know, stuff like being like a dominant person or like who's a more dominant person. Like we have societal structures that like people adhere to very greatly and people respond to power and dominance and ling linguistics like that i i totally believe that that is real so i was never doubting it um and i hope that we weren't saying that there wasn't a you know a doubt to it working in the episode but i do think it's interesting because then even though she remembered your roller coaster story i feel like a big part of this it is so focused on like getting laid that it's then like okay but like i'm not like me, Matt, I'm not this roller coaster story. Like it's like this story I've rehearsed and learned. Right. And then she breaks up with you because she's like, Who the fuck are you? You know what I mean? Like I remember this one story, but right. like it doesn't there's not a lot of teaching like how to like be a good partner or whatever. Right. But that's but, but that's, also, a that's conversation. beside the point. That's, that's a different, that's different conversation. I get that. I get that. Because also if you can't even approach like a woman, then you're never gonna even go for a relationship because you gotta at least be able to and so I completely understand that there, and yes, like in middle school, high school, like, you know, the first time I asked a girl in middle school to just do a slow dance with me, I mean, I was literally fucking 
petrified. Of course you were. Um, and I did it, and my arms were stuck straight out stiffly, and it was incredibly awkward. I asked her, like, I mean, I asked her, but I spent, you know, three dances, like three middle school dances before I even asked her, you know, just your every slow song, you're just wallflower in the corner, just this whole terrifying process. And when I finally did ask her and she did dance with me, you know, super ecstatic. And then of course I had a major crush on her, which was unrequited because she was just like, it's just one fucking dance or whatever. So I do remember those feelings of being like, talking to a woman is the most terrifying thing I could imagine to do. And so trying to kind of ease people into that, I can see as like a completely, like that makes sense. And that would be like a completely legitimate sort of field. But I do think it's interesting because then it kind of, it's kind of getting, it really feels like aimed at grown men. And then there's all these other sort of creepy factors. Like, right. I mean, to me, I would like to know more about what made you feel like what flipped it to you to be like, okay, I'm not really about this. Well, I think so. Let's, I think we need to establish a broader context. And that is that I assume, let me just say this. If you're the most uber woke person in the world and like you think men and women aren't even different or whatever, then this like, you're going to not like anything I say. And this episode is not for you, yeah. but here's how I can relate it to you in a great way. Cause I just thought of it. I have a son okay. now, right? Yes. So how do I want him to act, right? Right. And I would want him to act the same way my dad taught me to act when I went to him with these same questions, okay? Because my dad is a good guy, RIP my dad. He died a couple years ago. And that is, there isn't anything wrong with getting laid and it's about being honest, right? So uh, my dad, and again, you're probably gonna fucking hate this uber woke people, but like I said to my dad, like, hey, I'm having a really good time with this woman. Like obviously yeah. it's the sex, blah, blah, but like I don't, I don't, I don't see it like going anywhere, but I'm sure I sure I'm having fun. Right. I sure I'm enjoying yeah. getting laid. He's like, should I lie and say I love her? He's like, no, he's like, you just like tell her the truth. Right. Right. And so his phrase, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I, I'm <laughs> telling you, I would, I would say this to my son when he yeah. asked me, like if we're, if we're sitting down and she goes, Hey, blah, blah, blah. I would then say, listen, it's not going to be me, you and the grandkids. All right. I'm having a lot of fun with you. Yeah. But if that's not cool with you, let me know and we can whatever. Yeah. Right. And like, like now, like my conscience is clean, right? Yeah. For the most part. Okay. There's a second part to it. Yeah. Yeah. If she doesn't dump me and it's still going on and I can tell in her mind, she's like, or I can pretty much kind of tell in her mind, like, no, he's going to come around. Like mm -hmm. he's mm -hmm. probably going to, mm -hmm. like you could say, well, she said it was fine, but there comes a point where you know it's not. And yes. then it's like, okay, I'm going to just break up because. Right clearly like she thinks we, we have different expectations correct so that's the whole that's the whole thing in a nutshell like if you're upfront about like what this is about then there's nothing wrong with trying to get fucking laid now if you're like saying wait wait, wait what I was the phrase well i already said it you see it was so good you just slipped right past you Man, Matt, I feel like you've got this assumption about our uh, the culture of audience. I mean, not me, you, and the grandkids. I mean, that's not that big of a deal. But I'm saying, but it, but it's like, but it's I'm like just a, saying you have this. Are you thinking where the 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 audience is uber woke? No, because it's like, because it's like, oh, what a fucking. But I'm saying it's like because it's kind of because you're kind of joking. Like I don't think like, that that's that dickish and. You know. Okay, well, in tw I think I, I don't think it's that dickish either, but it was kind of like a joke. Like they kind of realized, like, oh, it's kind of like okay, like this isn't. You, you know what I'm saying? 
I think I think if we're gonna have get you into ever like, said, have you ever said to a woman it's not gonna be me and the grandkids? I've never <laughs> said that exact phrase, but I've I've definitely I dare you to. No, I've definitely like said something like if it was a hookup, just being you know. I mean, I've said something like sometimes like I get bored easily, I move on quickly, and that's kind of you say to a woman I get bored easily. Now you've just crushed her soul. I I mean I I say it as a like if I'm in a position like. Because I, I tend to go between like, oh, I'm really into dating something like I'm dating someone now. I'm really into her. And then I have periods like where I'm very single and I'm like, I like to know as what are all the options I have. And in the, those mindsets, I'm kind of like, yes, like I am not necessarily sure. Not maybe <laughs> if I'm single again, I'll say I'll throw that one. Not me, would, you and the grandkids. <laughs> I guess I just I didn't you kind of had me bracing for some like, oh. some old school 50s G whiz kind of phrase right. that um, I right. mean, mean, meaning that also I'm just going to agree with you that people there is nothing people can have sex and it doesn't have to be getting married because we're having sex. Right. I think men and women both are, can be at places in their life where like. Yeah, the dick's good, the pussy's good, but like it's not me and you and the grandkids. Right, but I'm saying that a lot of times we men like don't know what to do with that and we think the answer is to lie because ah, because okay. we don't because we don't know any better. I mean, I've like, and I've definitely done that where right. I felt like, "Oh, I was worried that they were not going to like that sentiment." But then lying and being or just not even so much an outright lie, but just kind of like letting on and like being like, oh, I can feel their assumption that I'm about this right in a deeper way. But that always came to bite me in the ass because at some point it was like, well, now we've diverged and now it feels like you've been giving me the signs that you were about this in a more emotional, serious way. And then when I dumped them, it was like. Cool, you just kind of deceived me. Right. And so that's why I think as long as you're upfront about it, if you're yeah. if you want to not be upfront about it, and listen, before I talked to my dad and had this long conversation, I'm sure I did do it a couple of times. I, I don't think I ever said I love you right. to someone. No, but I'm that, sure I said like, Oh yeah, I want to be monogamous for sure. Like if we're gonna have sex, like if they're like, listen, if we're gonna keep having sex, you have to be monogamous, okay. Because I didn't because I was an idiot. You know what I mean? Right. But, but, and then you're also could be like and I want to keep having sex. <laughs> right. So like I might say something right, you know, to so, keep wanting to have sex. Right. So uh but again like there's so much I have no idea what the fuck it's going to be like for my kid. Like they've already seen way more porn than we've ever seen. Right. You know, they've already it's all it's all so whatever. Like it's so funny even the term ghosting like like you couldn't ghost anybody back then because like there were only a couple ways to communicate in the first place <laughs> which is like yeah. i guess people would stop returning your calls but usually it was I, like i feel like even and i'm a little younger but i feel like i got a taste of that where like i would get someone's number and just like call them and they just you know leave i feel like the ghosting of the 90s was the vo the desperate voice message yeah where I, you're like you know, it's it's portrayed in movies like, hey, it's me, just, you know, real casual, cool, and like, uh, you know, just nothing, no big deal over here, blah, blah, blah. And then they leave the message, and they're like, oh, no, I've left a horrible message. So they call again, like, you know, just ignore that message. Like, it's, it's not a really big deal. Like, I wasn't thinking about you at all. Just, you know, nothing. And then they leave, like, seven messages. Right. Like, I feel like that's, in a way, the equivalent of, like, 
oh, you're not going to get called back or something. Right. But it is a little different than ghosting because ghosting is this seems to be this phenomenon where you're like, everything seems to be going fine. And then one party just decides I'm over it and I'm just going right. to answer. And, and then you're in the lurch like, whoa, what the hell happened? Like, and like, there's no sense of like, I need to explain. There's a lot of like, I don't need to explain to you why I've stopped texting you. And that that's very confusing to me. So, yeah, I mean. Well, I, I want to say, though, this like like the how much the Internet has changed, how the Internet has changed everything. And, you know, just the fact that like, you know, the, the typical idiot Internet argument, which I don't have anymore, but I certainly did with people, whether it was politics or, or whatever, or like I would start trolling someone like just being a smart ass, leaving a comment that I thought was hilarious, but really like trying to goad them into something. Mm -hmm. And then they say something back and I, I, I'm embarrassed about a lot of it because I did that in the last five years, but I don't anymore. I'm like really good about like I, I got to where I would like post and then delete. And now I just I just don't say it. I'll just send it to a friend instead. I'll text mm -hmm. me like Look at this fucking idiot. This idiot yeah. Right. But but this idea that like because who are you talking to in the Internet at one point in time? You'd be talking to like in a bar with your friends or even if you didn't like someone like in a party situation. But now you're going to argue with someone who has a complete opposite life of you, who might right. be emotionally way more less mature than you. Right. So like whenever women show like it's when women show like a like a, a thread message they have where a guy goes hi and then they don't respond and he goes bitch right. like yeah. like no one would do that in real the in real life you know what i mean so i don't yeah, I, I don't understand like that to me is like are you seven like how right. could you actually i can understand your feelings being hurt nobody likes to be rejected but if your phrase is hi and then bitch but, but i like, would i would argue that that is something that also has been brought up in terms of like there was like a lot of conversation around cat calling and and i feel like that was also one of those things where people were like like when we were like, yeah, if like some guys like, hey, babe, and then you don't respond, they're like, well, fuck you, whore. <laughs> and so I feel like that is kind of the real, you know, I mean, there was even that thing where like that one woman just like had a camera on her. Right. And just was like walking around New York and then just dudes being like, right. Cat calling, getting no response, being like, bitch. Right. You know, you're a prude. And okay, all I get, no, I guess I guess so, people did do it in real life. I guess. Um, But now I want to. She at least was walking away when they said it, though. I mean, <laughs> at least they didn't like, all walk saying, up to her face. I well, I I hear your point, but I think that that mentality, you know, existed before texting. Texting. No, is I guess you're, new, you're, you're texting's a new way to do it. Um, and I guess I'm trying to like, I'm loving this conversation. I'm trying to like maybe think back to even your son or like something like that. And and because to me, part of the episode. And I'd have to even go back to re-listen to our episode to kind of remember our, you know, we obviously kind of, we, we pinpoint a bunch of dark stuff, a bunch of fucked up stuff, you know, Elliot Rogers, Roosh V. I don't even know who these guys are, by the way. Elliot Rogers was the guy who I think had some severe, like, mental issues. Did he kill people or kill himself? He murdered, like, seven college women. Oh, like, Jesus. Um, because he did all this, like, pickup artist stuff, and he had a lot of money. But nothing worked for him because he just like was not like I was thinking about this today because I was thinking about, you know, cause, like where it's almost like playing guitar. It's like you can take classes to learn how to the techniques. Right. And but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be like Jimi Hendrix 
but it will make you like you will learn tangible techniques and i was like oh that makes sense like with this speed like you can learn processes to talk to people that intimidate you to try and make that less intimidating but that still doesn't necessarily mean that it's going like it doesn't mean you're gonna be like a fucking heartthrob or whatever like there's still layers to it um and basically this guy elliot rogers was kind of this ex it was almost like the start of the real public downfall of p pickup artists being accepted because it was like this guy did it and he would do these YouTube videos where he would literally be like, I got a Mercedes Benz right here. I got a Rolex right here, but you bitches don't want to oh, talk to me. And so he was obviously so angry because he was like, I've checked all the boxes. I'm rich. Right. I work out. I take pickup artist classes. Still no pussy. So he, he killed people. He was like, the equation doesn't work. And so that's when people, I think, started to be like, whoa, like, what are they teaching in these pickup artist classes? And I feel like, because even you, you, you're saying like you, you were like into it and then you kind of had a moment. And then also we talked off where it's like, you didn't meet your wife via... <laughs> speed seduction right <laughs> correct right so like i guess that's what it is is like maybe maybe in the retrospect is kind of how can it how can there maybe there just needs to be more of a focus on because she will tell you of, i was confident but like she will tell confidence. you but she will tell you that i was jerky to her at the beginning that mm -hmm. i was definitely that kind of standoffish jerky guy oh, okay and, and like if you want to vilify me for that, I, I guess like there's definitely this whole con like there's a word for it now. I saw it in the internet the other day. Negging. Is it negging? Negging. There's a, no, there's another word okay. that a woman used that was like I know there's way too much about this. Show. Yeah, there was another word, but it's like even my wife, she actually used to have a bit about that. My wife used to say like if she met anybody at a party, like what's the only way to like kind of get get over as like let me make fun of you first. Like that's yeah. like man, woman, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like that's just a defense mechanism, not just like right. some horrible toxic masculine thing. Right. But it's like how can I? If I fucking make fun of your shoes, you, you might not notice that I'm fucking under six feet Jewish and insecure. You know what I mean? Like that's just yeah. this like default way of being. And again, yeah. I think it's like becoming, I'm going to use this term like mature masculine person yes. that is like, okay, I think there might be a better way to like right. do this. So I also want to say to the listener that I have a daughter, right? I have a wife and I have a daughter. So of course I'm terrified for my daughter. I know how fucking horny men are. I know the horrible things we do. Yeah. And luckily so far, I want to tell you another quick story. Um, tell it. Tell it brother. Um, uh, hey, this is, this is Ryan Licton. Uh, uh, like horrible story let me hear it <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 you guys are the beavis and butthead of uh of uh of woodstock 99 by the way the more i think Damn, about that's it good. the more i think about it i'm like why didn't i go to woodstock 99 i yeah. lived in boston it was yeah. a fucking four hour drive and i told you i went to fucking i went to uh uh what's the what's the punk one warped tour i went to warped yeah. and i went to all these shows I didn't go to. I was never Ozfest. But we're we're, we're, we're diverse. Sorry, yeah. sorry, 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 sorry. Um, but it, but you, you, you're going to tell us a story, okay. a salacious. No, it's not salacious. It's, story. It's, it's not salacious. It's more about like the world we live in. So it's okay. like I have a daughter. Yes. And this whole concept of like 
again, like if you think men and women aren't fucking biologically and like sociologically different, then I can't talk to you. And I know there's some people who are, oh, we're all the same. We are not. Um, and we can celebrate all the ways that we are different and celebrate things that we have in common, blah, blah, blah. But like women are uh, typically, not always, a little more sensitive, a little more, uh, I want to make sure you're okay and, and, and like apologetic. And so like, you know, this friend of my brother, the friend of her brother, my son like was liked her and kind of kept coming around and like, she didn't like him and like, she told him that she wasn't interested, but he kind of kept doing it. And she like came to my wife with like, what should I do? Mm -hmm. Right. And like, we had to like explain to her that like, you know, like, oops, hitting the cord that like, you know, it's okay to say no. And like Mm -hmm. you told him and now you can be slightly less nice about it because he's not getting it. Because again, Mm -hmm. the other side of that is guys, oh, she looked at me twice. The waitress must love me. She wants to fuck. Right. Yeah. And so they think that's part of the game. No pun intended. And so, yeah, dude, like it's, 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 uh, it's not easy stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, like again, a a 14 year old boy, an 18 year old boy, even a 20 year old boy. It's like pretty dense, pretty dumb. Women, men mature, men mature a lot slower than women. Well, I was definitely more woke at 28 than whatever. And I guess like also, and again, it's like, we're going into a stereotype, which again is like not necessarily something to immediately shut out of brain existence. Because on the other hand, it's kind of like, you know, I think that also, and maybe this conversation on men is that men are all, men have plenty of feelings but it's also just been traditionally more that you aren't supposed to as a man be so in touch with your feelings and aware of your feelings and then that kind of and it's like women are kind of seen in society as like oh they're the ones expressing all the feelings so they must be so emotional whereas like if you really talk to most men and like sort of get to know them there is generally more like yes they also have all the spectrum of emotions but there's just been you know for the past hundred or maybe even longer, you know, just years of, ah, uh, like, you know, be a man means like, don't, you know, boys don't cry, you know, right. like crying in baseball. Dude, dude, my son, the other day, I asked him a question, like just trying to make conversation. And because it was quote unquote obvious to him, he's like, he's like, I said, are you about to blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I don't know. Am I? And it's like, he's, <laughs> he's, he's 13. Right. Okay. And I want to be like, you're a dick. But then it's like, that's what I'm like. You yeah. mean, if I'm annoyed, if I don't have patience yeah. for you, right? Like that. So, like yeah. young boys kind of act like dicks, and like, yeah. So it doesn't mean it's okay to be disrespectful to your parents. But the point is, like, my daughter doesn't really act that way. It's definitely much yeah. more like I, I, I'm just like, oh, I'm not surprised that my little boy is like kind of a dick, kind of like I was. There's the more things have, you know, there's been a, there's been a lot of change, especially in society in terms of like what has been like we're, we've become more accepting of of different people's choices and lifestyles, but then also we've seen a lot of pushback to that. And there's also still plenty of like very, like this is the, you know, men and women, these are the the gender roles. And a lot of that stuff I think still holds. And then also I think a lot of it affects us more than, like it's almost like it's, it's nice to be like, yeah, let's try to break out of these gender roles, but then you still kind of have it somewhere you know, deep inside where you're like, no, this is kind of like whatever I learned when I was a kid is kind of sticks with you. And those ideas of men and women can still sort of, 
you know, be pretty strong, you know, pretty prevalent. And um, dang, what were you just that you were talking about? Oh, the your friend who was just like, no, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want that. And the guy was still being persistent. So I have a coworker. It wasn't my friend. It was my son's friend. It was your son. And it was about. And it was about when is it okay? Like my daughter was was didn't know because she didn't want to quote unquote be mean. But right. like, how do we teach our young women that like this is when it is okay to not worry about someone's fucking feelings because they're right. not getting it, right. and you don't want to be in a dangerous situation. Yeah. Blah blah blah. And because I, he goes back and says, well, all, up to all this points, I got yeses. Right, and I do feel like that was, and maybe that's once the pickup artists like it kind of as it gained popularity it seemed to kind of get less on like no do whatever you can to get a yes right which is like by the rules still like following consent but when you kind of see it in practice you're like this is you're really pushing the boundaries of consent you're like do it like anything that's not like a definitive like no like mace in the face <laughs> is like a yes and then that's where we started to see and that's where Roosh V was kind of like that guy was just basically saying that like women deserve to be raped wow and, and so it, and so he but he started as a pickup artist guy and then he became like a super orthodox Christian who probably thinks like women should like not leave the right. little kitchen. But but if you're if you're sense. but if you're like that whatever, you might take Mace in the face as like, oh, she's playing hard to get. Right, right, right. And then that that was like the whole the Pepe Le Pew uh, where people were like, cancel Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> Um, though it does, it does create, cause there is that like hard to, yeah, the hard to get thing. Um, which is like, I will say, I will say that I personally don't like that. Like I, and this might be my controversial statement, but like, I do feel like I have encountered in dating women. Like sometimes women do sometimes give a signal that means something else. And like, that is for someone else to try and do because like, that makes me very uncomfortable if it's I don't even know what that means. Are you like, speaking in like, code? Like, just like playing hard to get is like something that like I being, have encountered. Like being because, aloof? Because well, here's the thing is like regardless of what we're talking like people because that's the thing, we're talking men and women and putting all these categories, but ultimately people are, are gonna act all sorts of different kinds of ways and people might have different psychologies. And I've just in a couple times met women that like it felt like they were giving me a no, but then there was this weird, like, I was like getting also very confused by it. And so I was like, this makes me feel really weird because like, it almost did feel like you want me to keep pursuing you, even though you said no, playing hard to get. And for me personally, especially with everything that's happened, I'm like, that is, I don't, that I can't go for that because that feels very uncomfortable and weird do you know that if, great do you know that great hollow notes song i can't go for that do you know that yeah later I, later sampled by de la soul um but was what was that was that about that was about him right i thought that was about him. i can't go for that i thought that was about having a finger in his bum is that is that what that was about <laughs> i can go for being twice as nice um i don't know what that song's about um but uh we're, we're hollow notes at woodstock 99 
Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely I'm, not. I was I'm sorry. Um, you, you, I think it's important to draw drop a little Woodstock 99 in your episodes because that really is the, the kernel from which we were all born. Yeah. I think that God bless you if you're out there, young people. I have no idea how you would do it now because, again, this concept that you're talking about is like, well, I want to be available but not too available. And the guy is like, I have to be the aggressor. Does she want me to be the aggressor? Like all the all those messages like that we've all dealt with since the beginning of time are certainly because there's been such crazy extremes on both ends, it's very confusing. It's yeah. very whatever. I mean, listen, I hooked up drunk like a lot of times and you know, like if it were now, I don't know if those would have been okay. I could just like, we're both shit faced and you, you right. know what I'm saying? And yeah. like, there's no, uh, you know what I mean? And like, you got up the next day and left, like there's no yeah. social media, there's no anything. And so like and nowadays it could have been trouble. And also, I mean, I've even like, I've been so like blackout when I hooked up with someone that I woke up, I was like, I don't remember what happened. I was like, <laughs> like what the hell happened to me? Right. You know, like <laughs> I was so drunk and then like kind of being like, I don't know if I should have done that. Like, I don't know if I wanted to do that with that person. Right. Um, or like, I mean, this is hot takes over here or like Warren protection versus not Warren protection. Like that was really fucking stupid. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So do people still wear condoms in 2022 question for you? Um, well, is that a thing or is everybody on the pill? Person, not personally, just, it, it well, just speak of me, your, okay. I've, I've got, I've used about, I've used a handful of condoms this year. Okay, good. Um, and so I do believe that the big companies like Durex and Trojan are still in business at every CVS and Walgreens okay. across the country. That says a lot. Do I have a lot of conversations with my fellow guys about wearing condoms? No. Okay. Um, I don't. I think everyone generally knows it feels better without. Well, I don't. I um, wasn't. I wasn't debating what it feels good. I just know what the. Remember, we're but, coming. But, but I'm Tro coming out Trojan, of the '80s, bro. Trojan, Trojan's still like in business. We were very terrified of getting things. Yes. I can tell you. So, as someone who graduated in 1990, right? The 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 '80s AIDS were like still prevalent. So I mean, with, so we all got out. So in the late '90s, we're all like getting laid. But I think most of the time, it was like frowned upon if you did not wear one. With current abortion access controversies, uh, you think I, there's going to be an increase? I think because whether you agree, like whether your opinion, even if you vehemently disagree with abortion being illegal or impossible to get. You still that still could be a motivation. Like I don't want to even have to go through that. So if a condom's the answer, uh, per, another personal story. I will say that I had sex with a condom this year, and it was actually kind of fun. It was almost like a throwback. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, I feel like um, it was like role playing. It was a throwback. It was like role playing. It was like, damn, like this is. This is kind of cool. That's amazing. What a great story. Uh, because it kind of it kind of reminded me of like being in high school and like fumbling with the condom and so it gave me like a it it gave me a nostalgic type of horniness. This is amazing. Like, this is an amazing story for you. Like um wow, we've <laughs> this is the most like dude bro type of format. I want to know it, what happened to your friend because you said that like he met mystery oh and so did you go out like we got to get a little bit back to the speed you know, listen first first what of happened all, with that night with mystery first of all i want to say if ryan edits any of this out i will 
fucking kill him and I will take I will undo I, my I will undo my Patreon because a good conversation is a good conversation. Yeah. It's one thing I can yeah. tell you about 10 years of podcasting yes. is that I've gone way off the subject and people are like that was the best part. It's, I felt like I was listening to two friends talk. Like that's what people We, we will we will um we will frame it as such. Like okay, we good. will advertise it as such. Yeah, no, I'm just, no, I'm just saying, not just because it's me, but I just think in general, like that's what people enjoy is like, yeah. oh, here's two friends talking, not like here's facts about this. And even though a lot of your guys' stuff is fact-based and you give us nice history, like We're again, uh, the people, the people, the reason people listen to Mark Maron is not because he stays in the same fucking topic for an hour or Joe right. Rogan or any of these guys. Anyhow, that being said, so my friend, interestingly enough, um, started teaching um, this like confidence course. Mm -hmm. Wow, this is great. Right? Yeah. Like, even though I know there's no way in hell he'll ever listen to this, he changed his name and I'll tell you what he changed it to afterwards and you'll be like, yeah, that's fucking okay. He, he changed his name, like a different version of his name. Um, Did he like... Put an X in it? No. Like he did he like edge it up? When I tell you, you'll roll your eyes. It's an eye roll situation. Like, take, but it's take like, the, hey guys, to a hey, Z. hey guys, it's basically like the 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 fake woke version of the speed dating. Like, or like maybe because you're saying woke, but maybe it's a pre woke. It's almost like a new age or it, like new age. See, new age would be the right word. Like the, before woke, there was conscious. Remember, right, right. it was so, like, yo, that guy's conscious. But it was, but it's more just like, hey guys. Yeah. I know you want to be more confident to find that perfect mate. And yeah. here's how I, here's how I will help you build that confidence. Right. And like, it's going to help you in sales and in business and with women. It's like yes. this, like he became that guy, like a fake guru. Yes. And this is before guru. everybody did it. This is before everybody. Now it's gone the next level up and I'm going to, I'm going to look at it really quickly. Cause now it's another level of, um, well, I was, hang on, hang, just hang on one second. I'm All just, right. Well, I want to, you know, while you're looking it up, I want to say that I've, in the research, tracking a lot of these pickup artists, that was a trend. A lot of pickup artists in this, like, er, you know, 2010, 2015 era, they started getting so aggressive with the sexual aspect of it. And then once you had Elliot Rogers murders, once you had, um, what's his name, Julian, there was this other guy, Julian something, and once they realized there was this pushback of like, y'all are fucking creeps, they started changing their tune to be like, let's it's be confident. Because even Tucker Max, the guy we talked about, Tucker Max, if you look him up, he's he is a wholesome like life guru. So if you can believe Tucker. So Max, this is a podcast he was on. OK. Has been studying man woman dynamics for quite a while and has a vested difference in sharing with people how to have thriving relationships. What I love about this episode is Blank's ability to convey what is going on with going on with men r really and what they really want in a way that is easy for us to visualize and understand. Tune in to hear about how a man have him express his emotions. What? Why a woman's radiance is like oxygen to men. How to set boundaries with, appreci with appreciation and how to speak the moment. So, yeah. by the way, let me see. Let, let me, me let me explain phone. to you. Let me look at your phone. Let me let me explain. I hey, just I before before I do that. <laughs> I want to say to you, please listen to this 51-year-old man who's unmarried and never has been how to have a successful relationship. Yeah. It's, oh, that's oh, that's usually the way. It's like women have a lot of those bullshit women fucking Instagram yeah. profiles. Let me teach you how to love yeah. your inner self and and attract the perfect mate. It's like, have have you ever attracted the perfect mate? Why right. am I why am I listening to you? So 
Whew, yeah, I think that that also and something that we talked you about. You can't you can't say his name. Also something that we talked about in the in the pickup artist episode is that there is also this exploitative nature to it. Thankfully you, Matt, you didn't pay for the courses, but some of these <laughs> weekend long courses at these hotels, I would look them up. They could be anywhere from five to $9,000 for a weekend to have some guy tell you how to find the, 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 the moist pink release and give you all these technical terms. So it was almost like the more, the more technical terms he threw at it, the more these chumps are like, yeah, I'm glad I just spent $6,000 to be in this tiny room with these other guys because I think that there's an exploitative thing. So I feel like there is this kind of sad thing where ultimately, like, I think when you look through it all, it's like, yeah, let's just try to get people to be more confident and more okay with themselves. And maybe that's like, there was just a lot of kind of weirdness along the way, but ultimately what it is, is as you, like you said, in that 13, that adolescence, it's like a difficult time, especially once you start to hit puberty and you're starting to like confront, you're like, wow, I have these sexual thoughts. I sure didn't have that when I was playing with Sally, when I was like right. in third grade and we were just, you know, whatever, like we were just two kids. And then now all of a sudden, like Sally's got boobs and I got a boner, what blah, blah, blah. Like, and so it's like that can be so incredibly awkward and alienating. And I feel like that to me, just like trying to be confident is and communicate with people and also be like advocating for what you want and also understanding that sometimes you do need to kind of, you know, put on your best self so you can try to attract someone. Like, I feel like that is much more the vibe or like what would be like a, more constructive way of doing this stuff but we went through this era of it went and also because it's funny because then you also think about kind of the humor at the time and like everything because you know sort of before this quote unquote like the woke that kind of stuff things were like super vulgar and like kind of like you had the hangover which is like you look at that movie and you're like Oh man, like that was kind of pushing. That's when it was like, okay, we can make all these different types of jokes and that's totally okay. Cause we are pushing the boundaries. You had Trophic Thunder, which I think is a brilliant movie, but you know, obviously people would be shitting their pants about Robert Downey Jr. Doing black. They still now, are. They still they are. Still are. He's got Jamie Foxx defending him on the regular about it. Um, I'm the meaning? dude pretended to be a dude <laughs> pretended to be another dude. Right. Meaning that, like, I just, that's kind of where we were coming from with this, is it, it kind of reached this head where it was like things just started getting super extreme with it. And now it's just funny because ultimately I feel like that's the other part of the, the speed seduction thing is that there is kind of this, like, grifter con man vibe. Right. And because, like, you are playing, like, that's why boner pills always make tons of money is because you're like, get a bigger boner. Boom. Here, let me give I you think now it's more grow your thing too, right? right? Not just boner, but actually grow your thing. Yes, make it longer. So make who's, so who's so, stupid? So, so, who so, so, but you're going to play onto like this insecurity of like, hey, are you a guy who can't get laid? Boom, let me do this. But guess what? It might cost you a couple hundred, a couple grand. So that was like the other thing we tried to illustrate is like this when it's in itself isn't even really like a political discussion this or like a a moral discussion like this is like there is an element of these like grifter con men so now like this person you know it's funny that he's still so deep into it and now he's changed his tune to reflect 
times a quote a woke time a self-realization time right he's using all those words ultimately you're right he's a 50 year old man who doesn't have a partner and, and there's nothing wrong tell- with not having the partner but now you're going to teach me about how to attract right. the perfect mate because so it kind of sounds like a con man well there you go so but because there's remember there's always been it's not even just conscious it was just like if you've ever seen if you've ever seen uh even singles right in singles is it singles the yeah 90s the ben stiller one yeah, yeah the, you're really thinking of reality movie. bites oh okay two two great movies but in singles he's like he's like who is your old boyfriend she starts describing him and she's like is he sensitive ponytail guy? Mm-hmm. And she's like, no. And he's like, he's a hundred percent sensitive ponytail guy. And he is mm-hmm. right. When they show, when they flash back to him. Right. Right. I don't know if I've seen singles actually. Oh my God. Please so, go watch singles. Great soundtrack. 1992. I got, I got some Cameron Crow movies sometimes really just rub me the wrong way. I feel like, I feel like you guys would enjoy it. I feel like def- singles is one that you would enjoy. Oh, wait, wait. Okay, I've seen Matt Dillon and is it Pearl? What the guys from Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam is in per- it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Seattle based. I'd have to. Re- Jennifer Jason Lee, classic. Anyway, she, he's like, oh, is he sensitive ponytail guy? Uh, and she's like, no. And he's like, yeah, he is. He's Mr. Sensitive Ponytail Guy. So that guy's always existed. The I really understand you guy. Like, the no, nice no, guy. He's a jerk. Not just that, he's just not, he really understands you. Yes. Because he's not some horrible beast of a man. He's He's got a ponytail and he's sensitive and he takes yoga and he really, right? right? So that, but that's like a whole, like you could still be that guy and still be just as fucking creepy, right? Right. Like I think we, like, I don't want to say we all know that guy, but you definitely like, you know what I'm talking about, yes. right? So there's kind of even pre-wokeness, there's always been that like, that man's an ogre, you should fuck me because... I understand you. Right. Well, now I think that that's been part of the the more recent conversation is that now the nice guy archetype is seen as like this is actually like a manipulative dude like he's, you know, when the in the movie when the quote unquote the Chad the asshole hurts, you know, the the main character, the woman and then she's sad, he's the shoulder to cry on, right? Right, right. And so he and he will make his move at like her emotional you know, low point. And so that, I think, uh, did you ever watch that show You on Netflix? Mm -mm. So basically it's kind of like a super nice guy who he does everything to woo this woman, including like stalking her and murdering any of her friends who (laughs) call him out. So it kind of take, it's kind of like taken the nice guy trope and it's taken it to the complete opposite direction where it's like, this guy is so obsessed with trying to anticipate, like, be everything for her. So it's totally... Cue, uh, everything you want, Verizon, Vertical Horizon, Woodstock 99. The Everything You Want song. I don't know if you... I am everything you yeah, want. That, I am everything you that, need. That is the nice guy answer. I am everything... Why are you getting into this with me? Because it's like... Because we're talking about nice guys, which I feel like that kind of relates, again, to the speed seduction, because then it kind of... Again, with the internet, something I don't exactly know, but like something happened where it was almost like in the wake of like the pickup artist kind of crashing. Right. Then you sort of started to see this incel where it was like, well, because really what's happening is like the the communities of people who are just socially struggling to connect and find romance like that was like 
being fueled by pickup artists. Like there might be a couple pickup artists like at the top. And like you said, you said you already, you know, you were already doing all right for yourself. You're a pretty confident seeming guy. So that might've just made it easier for you in this period to meet women or get later get but you, numbers. But, but you were already kind of like, you already like had something going for you. Well, it's right? interesting you say that because you're speaking to the, again, mature version of me. And when I was in my 20s, I was horribly insecure, right? I, I would have had to have gotten drunk to talk to pretty yeah. much anybody. I was very jealous. It's funny. I think I told you, you kind of remind me of this one friend of mine that my neighbor, musician neighbor, but you also remind me of my other musician friend, Eric, who's actually just on my podcast. Like tall, like musician looking, long hair, earring. Musician. <laughs> right? Yeah. Half a whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, like. Like, that's what I wanted to be. I was like, oh, I wish I could be that guy. Like, like trust me, anytime I see a tall guy, I'm like, oh, fuck. If I could be tall, I would have so many chicks, man. Like, we all have our own insecurities. So, right. like, I certainly wasn't, it certainly wasn't who I am today. And I certainly wasn't even, like, who I was probably even 10 years later. Like, I didn't date yeah. in high school, dude. I had no dates. In, I had, like, three dates in high school. Like, I was not, like. Yeah. So, it, so and so the, so the speed selection did help you get some confidence because I it, think what's mixed in with it are some general tips about how, like, don't psych yourself out. Like, talking to a woman does not have to be this terrifying thing, right? Correct. But then it it also mixes in all these weird things. And like you said, you were like, oh, and it got kind of creepy and weird. Right. So I will, this, this is something I wanted to say earlier. Like I also had that moment in my early twenties. Cause honestly, cause now it really sounds similar where like, I never took one of the classes, but I was working with this guy and we would go out for drinks after. And he was just like older than me, super ripped surfer looking dude. Right. Very handsome. Also extremely friendly. And he and like we would go out to bars and he would just be like, like picking up, getting numbers all the time. And I, yeah, I did kind of I was like, man, like I want this dude is just like the smoothest, smoothest butter. And he actually gave me some like pickup artist style tips, which I did definitely like in my head was like, oh, I got to try this. Like, I remember he said, like, you got to try and touch her elbow. Oh, yeah. You got to you got to like give her a little physical thing. And so I remember like having these conversations with women after and just like, when am I going to touch your elbow? When am I going to touch your elbow? <laughs> you know, it, like, it was so awkward and weird. Do you want to hear a horrible story? Yeah, I do. And basically that's my whole point is like, basically the fucking Greek Adonis God is like, yeah, she's going to let him touch her elbow. Also that guy had some weird shit going on in his psychology that I learned later. But anyway, can we, can weird, we get a weird, like awkward people are going to like take that. But like, yeah, can we get a cup of coffee and I can tell you this story? Cause I definitely need another cup of coffee or are we short on time? Um, I think we could do a cup of coffee. Yeah. Why not? Let's do a cup of coffee. How, I could, okay. These are different times. Again, I think you really have this idea. That my, <laughs> this audience is, I just feel like you probably have a nice range. I'm guessing yeah, of all I ages. mean, I just want to say we got a coffee and Matt got an oat milk latte, which is pretty much like the most woke left thing you can do. He is like probably a woke milk latte. <laughs> I'm just saying you're the you're, you're ragging on me and you're out here getting oat milk lattes. <laughs> what happened to almond milk? Everyone just everyone just threw almond milk to the side. Because oat milk is it, oat milk is sweeter, but it also has like way more fucking calories. So if you're smart, you'll still get you'll you'll get almond. But listen, What's your dude, story? Y like 
when people say like, oh, it was a different time, I don't mean like the horrible shit that happened at Woodstock. I mean like the fact that like, like go watch any comedy, right? right? Lots of racist jokes, lots of misogynist jokes. Like this is like who we were as a society, yeah. right? We were unwoke. Lots, well, like peeping Tom was like, that's cool. Right. That's famous, funny. Famous scene from Porky's, right? right. The American guy sticks, Pie. The yeah. guy sticks his wang in a hole yeah. in Porky's. Well, that was like, Porky's is like 79 or 81, but no, American Pie is what year? 2001? That was 99. Right. Yeah. Perfect. 99. Podcast. 99. 99. Um, Again, so so I'm talking to this guy and he was like, he was good with the ladies, older, big, strong dude. And he told the story of how he got into a, like argument with this girl at a bar once. And he said he took this, uh, he took this, this beer and he poured it over her head and she ran away. And I thought, okay, I'm going to, I save that little nugget the same way you save the little elbow thing. This is yeah. me at like 21 or 22. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cause I was still in Atlanta. And so I saved that little nugget, okay? So I got into an argument. Again, like this is the stupid shit you do when you're like, like, mm -hmm. so I'm so embarrassed to tell the story. <laughs> Sounds like it's going to end with you pouring a beer on a girl's head. <laughs> well, you'll really enjoy it. Um, so I had tried to pick up this woman and she didn't really go for it. And something like 30 minutes is later. This is in Boston. No, no, this is Atlanta. This is pre-Boston. This is like okay. 21 or 22 years this old. This was last week. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> No, he's happily married. This is 1994. You okay. know what I mean? So, like, uh, I started talking to this girl, and then, like, she... It didn't go well, basically. So then I tried to talk to, like, another girl at the bar. Mm -hmm. And she comes over, and she starts talking to this girl, and she's like, hey, he's just trying to get laid. He's a jerk. This, this, that. You shouldn't talk to him. And there was a pitcher of beer nearby, and I thought, this is my moment. And I reached over. And I picked up this pitcher of beer and I poured it over her head. Not only did she not run away, she grabbed the pitcher and clanged it on the side of my fucking head. The pitcher <laughs> broke in half. My friends are dying. <laughs> they are like on the floor, yeah. like dying. Well, she stood up for herself. Good for her. <laughs> Damn. Do you know? Um, do you, you know those pitchers of beer? They're not glass. They're plastic. But that the hard, that plastic. hard Pizza I mean, Hut plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But I just, but it was like, oh, this is my chance. I'm definitely going to get to use this and be a jerk. And it didn't, it, it's not, don't be a jerk to people, ladies and gentlemen. Right, right. But that does show how you kind of, you see this person you look up to and you're like, oh, cool. And then, <laughs> then you realize later, you're like, not cool. Yeah, I would never, <laughs> but want you my, know, but yeah, I yeah. would never want my son or my daughter right. or anybody to pour a beer over anybody's head. That's not cool. And, and we, as we talked about in one of our first Patreon episodes, if you ever want to go to, patreon.com slash culture don't subscribe because me and ryan get into all sorts of weird shit yeah we talked about american pie and how you know for you it might have been porkies for me <laughs> dating you but porkies too the next day but um for me american pie was like you know i was in middle school starting to get boners not really understanding other than just like I do want to see titties. Right. Elizabeth, what's possible. her name is hot. Shannon Elizabeth. Yeah. Shannon Elizabeth is super I hot. Say, I did look her up like last week. Still very attractive. Um, doesn't really do movies anymore. But anyway, that movie was, you know, was like very emphatically. The message is like it's four virgin dudes who are like want to get laid before high school ends. And it's like, this is a non-negotiable, like if you, like, it's like, if you don't get laid before you graduate, you're fucked. 
Like the rest of your life is shit. Well, super bad is kind of similar, right? Super bad is kind of similar. Um, but they're both the, super woke, though. We find they're, out they're both they're, the nice guys, yeah, right? See, you don't love this word. I mean, yeah, they're just a little more. They're a little more sensitive, in touch, and they're not doing this like. I mean, well, Michael I mean, Sarah is basically the most like they, sensitive man they ever. They are. Um, they're still very desperate, but they don't stop. Like when the obstacles come in their way they they i think react more appropriately and humanly to the react to the obstacles of getting laid and in american pie it's just like at all costs and like that's what's that's what's weird is like and again you know it was probably it was made by adults who probably thought this is like funny maybe they even thought it was ridiculous but to a middle schooler i was like this is serious business and now I have to, I must get laid. And then did you think you should develop a webcam system though and well, watch right. your girl be naked? Well, that's the thing is there is there is this like huge peeping tom moment, which is the and that's what we talked about on the Patreon is like the whole peeping tom thing where the entire school is watching her get naked, um, and basically they avoid the kind of slut shaming trope. Like if this was a drama about like teens cutting their wrists, like they would have had sex and she would have been the slut and she would have like cut her wrists. Like that's how that would have gone. But instead he jizzes in his pants. And so he's, he gets embarrassed. And so it kind of skirts this like incredibly like fucked up plot point by being like, but then it also, and then it gets into like this dude, gets so embarrassed, but that in itself is kind of, in a even more woke whatever thing of being like wow now this guy like this is just increasing the shame of like sex is hard to like learn about right and if you fuck it up you are a fucking loser and so it kind of like made it even more like do not be like the pie guy like the pie guy is like literally the biggest loser if you can you, imagine if you got anywhere near shan elizabeth at that age you would have just in your pants as well Sure. I'm not denying that. And obviously, and also probably in part because of that movie. I mean like that, it also played upon the fear of like coming too soon. All Don't you these, still have that fear? All these as a grown man, yes, but you still I, have that fear. I still have that fear, but I now know how to like navigate. Do you think about baseball? I don't think about baseball. I mean, what I'll do is if I feel like I'm going to come, I'll just be like, Hey, like, you know, for, you got to gas them up. Be like, damn, you're so hot. You're like about to make me come. <laughs> and then what I like to do is I'll just come and then I'll just like dr take a five. I'll take, well, I mean, maybe a 25, a 35. Right. And then just try to go again. Right. And then I the think, second time. I think, I think once know, the, once you gas them up with, and don't be like, because that's another thing I've learned. It's like, don't be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I came. I'm such a piece of shit. It's like, they don't want to hear that. Just be like, oh wow, you're so fucking sexy. <laughs> You're so sexy. I can't believe you're giving away all your secrets. You're you should so sell sexy, a book. Like you, yeah, I should start. I think all of how us. How to get, how to like come fast and be proud of I it. I think once <laughs> you've hit a certain age, you do understand like, hey, like round two is going to be cool. Can we wait a few and do round two? Now, the, what you're going to be bummed about is as you reach uh, larger ages, there is no round two. So you like, just, just let you know that's coming. No well, pun intended. I mean, that's why I'm trying. I to, mean, it is, but like you know. hours later, not five minutes later, well, you're, you're done skis. Let me tell you, Matt, I've got a supplement for you. Not only do I have a class 
on how to last longer, but I've got this sweet supplement. So who's dumber though? If you buy if you buy the boner extender pills or the person that pays a guy to teach them. I mean, what's that horrible guy's name? Ty Lopez. Like, what's the difference in any of these oh, guys? I don't know Ty Lopez. Um, I think that... your listeners know who Ty Lopez is. He's the scummiest YouTube be rich like me guy. I gotta look up Ty Lopez. I mean. I would say to me, I know. Oh, why am I blanking on the? He's um, not even a sex guy. It's just a be rich like me oh, guy. Oh, this guy. Yeah, well, but like, no. What's the guy? Andrew Tate is the big uh, scumbag of 2022. Everyone doesn't like him right, right now, right? Because he said that women are like property. But don't you think it's like? Don't you think it's like? half the stuff that what's his name says who's the horrible person that just got sued they do it because they get the clicks who's who, the who got sued the horrible guy who had to admit that columbine or had to admit that sandy oh, hook happened um, why am I, uh, so isn't andrew tate just a different version of that alex jones yeah isn't andrew tate just another version of that like i think knows? they're i think they're different because he alex he's playing a role basically and like doesn't care sure. i think alex jones though was like jeez look that's how i get the ladies you're you're a low value you're a low value male or whatever. You're, Is that what they call you're it? You're lowering the value of this podcast <laughs> right now. Don't you? If you edit that burp, I will be so upset. Patreon I, members, I'm gonna, get an hour of me just burping. I, I think the patron. I think the burps for the Patreon. I also want to say. I mean, there will be some edits, and I want to be diligent. And maybe my claim to fame is that um. The only person that actually edits out when they say edit it out. Have you noticed that this is like a podcast trope, of like. People like burping and then being like, "Oh, we'll edit it out," and then they never do. Oh no! That's, do you notice that? No. That's I, my that's my podcast pet peeve. My my podcast pet peeve, which they don't do anymore, is uh, you used to listen to these story podcasts, and at the end they'd go, "This podcast was produced by me." It's like nobody talks that way. Oh. <laughs> Why would you say that? Why would you need to say that? I don't think they do it anymore. Listen, can I? Let me just say. Let me just say first of all. Uh. You definitely can't edit this part out that I am the, the, what a fan I am of your podcast. This is what I say to people about podcast 99. If, if it were on one of these big stations, you would be so wildly popular. If you were on Gimlet or fucking ringer, any of these places, you certainly were way better than the ringer podcast about podcast 99. You guys would be wildly successful. And I hope that your day comes. Like, I know you guys have some connection to this doc or whatever, but seriously, it's so well produced and funny. And I'll be honest, let me be, let me be super real. I thought Ryan was carrying all the weight early on. I thought, oh, this guy Parks is pretty funny, right? Of Podcast 99. Of Podcast 99. We won't even talk about the early, early episodes with extra people. We won't even talk about those. But the, <laughs> yeah. the bulk of them. Yeah. But then, like... Yeah. Because Ryan is so right. Ryan's personality is so strong, and he's yeah. like, and he's like, he is bringing all the facts. Right. But like, as the show's gone on, like, you clearly like carry your weight, and so it's definitely like, I want to hear both guys' opinions, right? Because you both make me laugh. Anyway, I know it's very hard to sit and take comments for five yeah, minutes, I, I but the show it. is fucking awesome. So I will tell many people Thanks. about this episode, and then tell them to listen to Cool Podcast Ninety Nine. And anytime yeah. I watch anything, like I was watching the doc both docs through the lens of like your stuff like oh yeah like we already heard this part or we already know this right stuff. right right no i greatly appreciate it uh yeah and i mean ryan definitely is the the workhorse there's there's no question uh i mean when we make those outlines like ryan does most of them and when i make the outlines i get flashbacks to being like school paper where right. like I will procrastinate to make those outlines till the very last minute. So Ryan does most of them. Um, and you know, it's been nice to have 
we've, we're in this interview mode. So that's this is because this is culture dumps right, right. now. Right. And I know. This, I'm worried. And that. this is nice because the but I mean they're they're they're, they're the same. You know, podcast ninety nine Woodstock ninety nine is the ultimate culture dump. Right. So like when we started podcast ninety nine, we knew culture dumps was going to happen, and we were like basically Woodstock ninety nine is the the biggest dump. But of most them people all. don't even do that. They they do their series and then they they run out of steam and then they kind of. I mean, it's it's been a little tough because Podcast 99 was so focused on a subject, so I think it was a little easier to sell. Like, the elevator pitch is like, we do the most comprehensive Woodstock 99 podcast. And then Culture Dumps is like a bit more of like that brand stuff where it's like, we're going to talk about something wacky every week. And so you have to, you have to be more into me and Ryan as right. opposed to like the subject. You have to like have a little more faith that Ryan and I are going to be these guys delivering something you want. And so it's been a little, you know, but I think we're, we're like working it, on it. But though. I think if like what I've learned about the podcasting world is like, so even if you're into somebody, whether it's Rogan or Marin or, 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 or this American life and you fall behind, you're like, here's the ones I want to listen to first. Right. And so you'll pick ones and you might miss ones. And then eventually you go, okay, I still haven't heard. Like I didn't listen to the, when did the, the speed seduction one come out? Damn, uh, I mean, that was like episode 30 or 40 era, so I would have to look that up, but that was, that was and that was one I led, because... But, right, but the point is know, that I've... I just listened to that one, yeah. and that's what happens with a show that you like. You may not get, you've got your week-to-week hardcores who, who absolutely right. can't wait for it to open, then you got people that skip some, oh, I didn't hear that one, whatever, but then they eventually go back and, like, catch them all, like, I mean, like, Podcast 99 was, uh, what do you call it, was... Um, sequential so yeah. you should listen to that in right. order from mm-hmm. the very beginning yeah this um, yeah this is just as we feel we do a one so or anyway two. it's it's fine that people like people will skip some or, or not come back to uh yeah to other ones because they're really into it where was dang june 18th 2021 pickup artist yeah so Episode over a year 34. ago i know i mean also i mean ryan's been like let's get this schedule i mean i'm i'm slacking ryan you know <laughs> I'm slacking on the schedule, but yeah. Right, but you both have full-time it's, jobs. It's crazy that a year ago, you know, yeah, it's been almost a week. Now we're kind of once every two but weeks. But if this were a full-time so. job, and that's what I'm saying, and it should be, like you guys could do more, right? Yeah. Because you weren't, you didn't have to work at the fucking museum of whatever the fuck he yeah. works. He works at a cowboy museum. Right. Now. Did he get fired from the death museum? Were you allowed to no, tell Ryan Tales? he didn't get fired. He didn't get fired. I'm joking. They, they, it was an amicable split. Right. Um, And they were just... Yeah, I don't know. He works at a cowboy museum. Right. But the point is that I feel like this should be your full-time job. You guys should be making a lot more Patreon money is what I'm saying. You heard it from Matt B. Davis. Subscribe. CultureDumps.com slash. No. Patreon.com slash. And you you do so much stuff. Like, there's so much content there. Yeah. There's. Like, I'm afraid to put stuff on my own Patreon because I'm like, oh, man, I I don't want everybody to hear it. Like, this is only a tiny bit. You guys put tons um, of content. And there will be a Matt B. Davis burp reel. No, there won't be. Come on, give us a burp. Oh, like you get, what, what am I, a fucking dancing whatever? Give us a burp. All right, let's see. I feel like I might edit that one out because we do need to kind of wrap it up or maybe I'll do a wrap-up of my own. Um, give, well, you know, I think you should leave the horrible beer story and then say, and that was Matt and Culture Dumps and... Yeah. Speed seduction. Let's, let's, we, I, but the, remember, this isn't like a history episode, so it doesn't have right. to be a nice bow. It can just be like, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. here's a guy who lived through the 90s, who took the speed seduction classes, sort of, 
And here was his real world experience of these, these, whatever you call them, those do work. Those little scenario, those little things like, Hey, have you ever remember how you felt on a roller coaster? Like, again, I don't remember what the fucking speech was, but again, it, right. it, it, people tell you to do that in sales. There are, there are sales yes. books called right. like how to win every conversation, how to get every whatever. And it's all about like, Hey, you want to find out what they want and then give them what they want. And that's how you sell, whether it's a car or whether it's whatever. The problem is that I have now is that everybody, all these motherfuckers on Instagram and LinkedIn are like, they're like, oh, what is your purpose? Like my purpose is to help the most people possible. And it's like, no, it's not. You clearly like are a scumbag who wants to make money under the guise of, right? But, but. That, you see what I'm um, but saying? anyway, yeah. So let's wrap up, cheese we'll, it, we'll, cheese we'll, it, man. We'll, well, listen. If you want to learn more about Parks and uh, Ryan, I did an interview with them. I did a separate interview with Parks on the Atlanta podcast, also known as the ATL podcast. ATL podcast on Instagram, and I interviewed a lot of amazing people, not just from Atlanta. Lately, a whole bunch of rappers. So if you love uh, 1995 to 2000 rap, I'm your guy. There you have it, Matt B. Davis from the ATL podcast. Uh, Such an enthusiastic guy. Always love to have a funny conversation with him. Uh, And yeah, just hearing from someone who actually kind of got into the pickup artist lifestyle there for a second, not afraid to talk about it. So happy for that. Uh, If you like what we're doing, please check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash culture dumps. And if you have any ideas for shows or would like to be a guest, shoot us an email at culturedumps at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram at culturedumps. I'm Parks Miller. Thank you so much for listening and keep on dumping.